And it goes back to like talking to yourself in the mirror. It's like, mm-hmm. I was saying to myself, you're Serena fucking Kerrigan. Like you got this, right? That is a dialogue with myself that's hyping my own self up. It wasn't like me saying I'm Serena fucking Kerrigan for people to approve of me. It was actually me reminding myself of who I am, which is just a bad bitch. Welcome to Sub Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. Like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we're chatting about habits and rituals that strengthen our confidence muscles with the one and only Serena Kerrigan. Welcome to Sup Babe, Serena. Sup, babe. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to chat with you. You're like an icon. You are goals. I love Let's Fucking Date. I'll give a little background on you to kick off just in case anybody hasn't, you know, isn't following you, doesn't know you yet so that they can know that we are speaking with a total force today. And then I'll let you fill in the gaps on anything that I miss. So ladies, you may know Serena from her viral show, Let's Fucking Date, or you may follow her impeccable style and snarky comments on Instagram. You may not know her, but if you don't, I can tell you for sure after this episode, you will be fangirling hard. She crowned herself the queen of confidence, and honestly, I'm here for it. She's recently been featured in Forbes, Refinery29, CNBC, The Today Show, and more. She symbolizes sexual freedom, authenticity, and loving oneself unapologetically. She's a native New Yorker who curses about as much as I do, so clearly she is a perfect fit for Sup Babe. How was that? Did I miss anything important? No, you nailed it. Loved it. (laughs) Okay, great. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to chat with you today. I think, you know, our theme for the month of February has really been, and and leading into March, has really been about self-love, about what makes a woman feel like a queen. And, you know, feeling like a queen is all about confidence, which is, I think, such an integral part of your business and really has been a part of your your life and reading about your bio and things that you did throughout college and growing up. So what I want to know from you, Serena, is what does being the queen of confidence mean to you? And is there, you know, a routine, ritual, et cetera, that you use to get pumped up and get into that headspace? Yeah. I mean, I think that it just means that I wanted to be someone that could exemplify confidence for women specifically. I didn't grow up really. I had a role model. My mom was my role model. I think she's a really confident woman, but I wanted someone more relatable that wasn't my mom. You know, and I didn't have that growing up. So I felt like it was important to fill that gap that, you know, confidence is the most important thing a woman can have in to be happy in life. Like if you don't love yourself, then you will not truly be happy. And once that I gained the tools, you know, with my own self-confidence, I realized that like I need to share that with the world. So I think my biggest, you know, 
piece of advice for anyone who wants to be confident is to really just become best friends with yourself. So look in the mirror all the time and talk to yourself as if you were your best friend. Because I think that we are so quick to be very like self-critical and speak badly mm-hmm. about ourselves. But if we our best friend walked into the room and was like, I hate my outfit, we wouldn't be like, yeah, it's so fucking ugly. We'd be like, <laughs> oh my God, wait, really? Like, no, I think it's super flattering. We're like, mm, you're right. Maybe we should add a belt, you know? Right. I think right. that we're just so critical of ourselves when we don't, you know, nurture the relationship with ourselves the way that we would nurture with anyone that we love, whether it's a parent, a spouse, a partner, you know, a teacher, a coworker. We're always lifting and hyping people up, but we don't do that with ourselves. And I think that's the biggest miss. And that's why people aren't confident. Do you think that there's like a stigma on women who kind of are their own cheerleader though and who are really confident? Like, do you ever notice that sometimes you might get backlash from like unconfident women or men or something about that? Like, do you get what I'm kind of saying? Because I kind of noticed that. I think that, you know, our society does not want us to be secure because we live in a capitalist society, which is banking on us feeling insecure Mm -hmm. because when we feel insecure, we buy things. And think about the beauty industry, think about the weight loss industry. Those are huge industries that will never stop making money because they will make you more beautiful. They will fulfill that need and desire. And I also think that when women are insecure, they're more likely to get married, to have children, to be submissive to a man. And that's why, again, like our society is reinforcing that narrative that we are not good enough. So what can we do to be better, to get married, right? Mm -hmm. That is the one thing. It's like the one thing we need to strive for, no matter how successful we are, it's like, it is marriage. And so- um, You're right. Why does everybody fucking tell us that? Because it really is in my head too. And it's so super misogynistic. Like we grow up with that narrative, like whether it's like Cinderella or like any movie you watch, like that is the narrative. And that's really ingrained within us. So I think that when it comes to a woman being empowered, I think that, yeah, I think that like people are like, oh, she's so full of herself. She's so cocky. Like I remember growing up, like my dad would be like, don't stop looking in the mirror so much. But when you think about it, there's a difference between arrogance and cockiness and confidence. I think that confident people are like empowered and they want to empower others as well yep. as empowering themselves. So totally. they would be like, I'm so fucking hot. You look so fucking hot. We're so fucking hot. Hundred percent. Cocky, arrogant person would be like, I'm so hot. You're not, right? Because they <laughs> need to push people down to lift themselves up. And I right. think that's the, the major difference between the two. That is amazing. I like that you just shared that because I think you and I probably like, I, I think like there's definitely things that I've said on my own Instagram where it's like somebody might take that the wrong way. But like at the same point, it's more about me helping and explaining to other people and wanting to bring other people with me on that journey to being super authentic and like living a life that I'm proud of, even though it may look really different than what society prescribes for us. You know, I mean, you and I are both, you know, I think maybe I'm a little older than you, but like we're in similar age ranges in the Big Apple doing our thing, entrepreneurs. And I mean, I'm not on a path to marriage right now. And I know you just, you know, went through dated, broke up, dated, broke up with people, you know, live on your show, putting yourself out there like that, which is, is super hard. But do you ever think about like, do you ever wish that you were on like that kind of standard journey of like marriage and kids by 30 and, you know, home owning, et cetera, or are you like super jazzed about the journey that you're on? By 30? (laughs) No, no. You live once on this earth. Like, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be married until I'm 30, until, you know, and have kids. And like, I just think, you know, 
there's this like weird, I mean, it's just so societal. Like you just like, if you're not married by 30, then something's wrong with you. But also, you know, women haven't been in, you know, positions of power until recently. So I think that that's, that was the normal, like cultural zeitgeist, right. And societal expectation. But quite frankly, like we've evolved, we make our own money. We are not dependent on men for an allowance or to, you know, sign a lease with, which is like changed very recently. Like we men, women literally could not like buy a house without a man. Right. The mortgage thing was like, right. 1970, maybe. Right. So that's like not that long ago. So I think that it's really thinking about, you know, changing that narrative and, and yeah, I mean, like, listen, like, obviously, do I want a husband? Do I want to have kids? Yes. I also know that that's going to happen. So why, why are, you know, I talk to girls, I'm a confidence coach. I talk to girls from the ages 14 to 60. I'm hearing high schoolers say to me, I don't have a boyfriend. What's wrong with me? That's what? so fucked up. Yeah. It's so, so understandable because I once was that person. And so my whole brand is about reminding women, like, relax, it's going to happen. But what can you do to focus on your own fulfillment, like your own career goals and making your own money to be financially independent? That's really important. For sure. And I think, would you say that some of your confidence and your your stability and the life that you're building comes from the fact that you've kind of found your purpose, you know what your path is. And so you feel very fulfilled along the way that you're not looking to these external things for validation. Does that? Yeah. hundred percent. And like, that's the thing I think in college, like I was really insecure. And so the only thing that would make me feel better was the validation from like a guy. Right. But then that was also because I didn't, you know, it wasn't exactly like jazzed about like getting an A on a paper. Like, sure, it was great, but like, it didn't make me feel really fulfilled. And so I started, you know, on my career and really finding my purpose and helping women. That's when that fulfillment is so strong that like, I just like, if someone's going to come into my life and date me, like they better fucking be an additive, but they're, they're not, you know, that's, that's truly what it needs to be. It's like, you have to feel so complete and happy on your own that whoever comes in, whether it's a friend, whether it is a partner, they're adding to your life, but they're not fulfilling your life. Right. Like, I don't believe in the thing that like you're complete once you find someone, like, I just don't think that's true. I think you come into this world alone and you leave alone. So being alone is like very normal. Correct. But I find that sometimes like I, you know, obviously like it's been a tough year. It's hard to meet people. It's hard to date, which is why yeah. I started my dating show. I do get lonely, but I also wonder if it's societal. Like, am I actually lonely or am I lonely because I've been taught to think that I'm lonely? Do you think loneliness is kind of the biggest thing affecting our generation right now in the pandemic? I kind of, That's what I hear from people that I talk to and friends that, you know, are struggling with different things, but... I mean, yeah, it's surprising to me that you like, would never feel lonely. I mean, you're literally an icon. I'm sure you get hundreds of DMs a day. We get a lot of messages too, you know, and yeah. people don't realize we still feel lonely too. 100%. I mean, like we're all human beings. I think there's this idea that everyone's own experience and shame is like a unique, but like, dude, we're all the same. Like yeah. we all are like, we all go through the same shit. But, you know, I think that for me, at least, like I wouldn't have, you know, catapulted my career if, you know, not for the pandemic. So it's kind of like the the thing that, you know, drives me is also like, yeah, it sucks being lonely. But like, if I had a boyfriend, I wouldn't have completed all the things that I completed this year. So it's like, it is what it is. And also totally. the pandemic will end and everything will be okay. You know, but you have to focus and live in the moment. 
So you said something else really interesting about college. And and I mean, I felt like I was pretty insecure in college too, but also pretty smart. You know, you went to Duke, I went to Emory. We both got straight A's. We both probably partied our asses off, like <laughs> a little similar in that respect. So you mentioned that that was when you kind of created this alter ego situation, Serena fucking Kerrigan, where she would like come out and that would help you feel like your best self. You just like tell, I mean, I did that with DJ Rose, but I just didn't know that was like a thing other people than like Beyonce were doing. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, you know, it's like Lady Gaga. I think that, you know, when you are creating an image of yourself that you desire to be and you keep tapping into that image, you become that image. And I didn't think in the moment when I was doing it and I changed my mind to fucking that that's what I was doing. I wasn't, I wasn't that, I'm very self-aware, but I wasn't even aware of that. Like I just kind of wanted to be the cool girl at Duke that like did something kind of crazy. And I also wanted to have control over my narrative. And like, I felt like I wasn't pretty enough, which is just ridiculous, but whatever. I wasn't pretty enough to be noticed. So I was like, I need something else for people to notice me. And that's why I did the name change. And like now that I'm looking back and I can understand it, I'm like, wow, like I know, I see what I was trying to do. I was trying to have a dialogue with myself. And it goes back to like talking to yourself in the mirror. It's like, Mm -hmm. I was saying to myself, you're Serena fucking Kerrigan. Like you got this, right? That is a dialogue with myself that's hyping my own self up. It wasn't like me saying I'm Serena fucking Kerrigan for people to approve of me. It was actually me reminding myself of who I am, which is just a bad bitch. Love that so much. I just like the last thing you said there is I think the most important thing and people don't always understand that, right? They might think, oh, we're just like trying to talk about ourselves, be our own hype person. That was really you for you. Like, why does it bother you? Like, like, you know, obviously like in college, like I remember people were like, I don't like it. I don't get it. Like, I don't like stop doing it. I'm like, you're, you're insecure because like, why would it bother you if I call myself a different name? Like, why would it? Like, why is it threatening to you? Like, it just doesn't, didn't make sense to me why so many people were like irked by it. Oh, what? Seeing a confident woman, like being empowered and changing her middle name. Like if a guy changed his name to fucking, everyone would be like, fuck yeah, bro. But a woman does it and it's like, oh my God, like, you know, and I, other brands that are like, we, we don't want to, like, I've had brands like pass on me because of the F word. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, I don't want to work with you either because you obviously don't get it because like, it's, it's a curse word, but it's also reimagining the word. I totally agree. Thank you. And by the way, guys, for those of you not watching our Zoom, she's wearing a necklace right now that says Fox because she does fuck hard. (laughs) Um, I love that. I think that's so true. And I've had people tell me too, like you curse on your podcast. Like we're not sure that we would sponsor this or whatever. And I'm like, that's fine because I'm going to be me. Like my entire brand, just like you, is built on us being us and that giving other women the freedom to build the life they truly want, not the life that society prescribes them. And I think if some people don't do that, then where are the where are other women, young women left? What are they left with? Yeah, I just like don't care. You know, in the beginning, obviously it was hard because like I didn't have a big following and I didn't, it was scary. Like I remember being yeah. passed by like a big, big brand and it was because, you know, fucking was in the name of my Instagram and my managers, you know, my whole life people have told me like, get rid of it. Like my managers, my parents, my agents, mm-hmm. like, you know, my coworker, like my friends were like, guys aren't going to want to go up with you. It's like, you have this, whatever. And I've just really listened to my gut and my intuition. And I was like, no, this is what makes me different. This is what is polarizing and polarizing is good. Polarizing is what grabs people and what, what gives you momentum. Like think about Kim Kardashian. She's so polarizing. Like people have an opinion about her and like, Serena fucking Kerrigan, like people have an opinion about that. And I don't really care if you hate it because it has nothing to do with you. And if you're spending that much time of your life thinking about my name, then like you have some inner work to do. 
You know, for sure. the whole brand is empowering. It's not like I'm Serena fucking Kerrigan and you're a peasant. It's like I'm Serena fucking Kerrigan and I saved a seat for you at my throne. Which I love. I love that so much. I think it's it's inviting and welcoming and powerful. And like that's that's goals, right? To be to own who you are, but also to welcome others to be on that journey with you. Right. So Serena, you recently, when did you launch the coaching business? Because I have been following you for a long time. I know we've been introduced before. We haven't had the chance to hang out in person, which I would just like love to get hammered with you over a bottle of tequila sometime when this is over. But when did you start thinking about the coaching business? When did you launch it? Like, tell us more about it. I'm so intrigued. Thank you. No, I mean, honestly, it was just a result of like getting so many DMs and like of the same question or like, you know, really like lengthy DMs. And I was like, with all due respect, time is money. And I don't have the time to, you know, write essays. And also I just felt like a lot of the conversations needed to be happened like face to face. Yeah. So I just was just like, do you want to Zoom? And like, you know, if I'm resuming, like I'm charging. And then it just totally took off. Like I have over a hundred clients. I've made I made a really like decent amount of money from the business because, and people are like, well, are you certified? Like, what is it? Like, how did you do it? Whatever. I'm like, no, like I'm just a girl that like was insecure, became confident. And like, I have the ability to connect very deeply with people and be very direct and very like unbiased, you know, friend, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll give actionable steps. But like, you know, at the beginning of every session, I'm like, are you in therapy? Because I'm not a therapist. But I think that that's kind of like, it's a nice compliment to therapy because I think therapy is all about the inner work that your past really understanding the way you were raised and how that impacts you moving forward. But I think the confidence coaching is like, here's what you're going to do. And people love being told what to do. And it really took off. And I think it gave me a lot of credibility and it really made me really finesse what I think about confidence and, you know, everything that I've been saying on the podcast was just like, I have my speech ready to go. Like none of that was out of my ass. And I really like understand why women are not confident, why they're insecure, how it's not their fault, how 99% of the women that I see ranging ages 14 to 60 years old come to me about the same fucking thing. So that's how you know it's a societal problem and it's not them. Right. And so What's that? What's like, is there a thing that the majority of the, I'm just really curious now. It's what we talked about. It's like, I don't have boyfriends, so I'm fucked. Right. So it's mostly relationship. I, you know, I don't like the way I look or like, I, you know, don't feel like I'm going to get this job or like, you know, there was one woman who like, you know, she was a mother of three and she's like, I didn't do anything with my life. And then we like unpacked it and she had like survived a death, survived her own almost death, got survived a crazy divorce, raised three girls, put them through school. I was like, what do you mean you didn't do anything with your life? Right. But like, you know, we're very self-critical because we were taught to be. And so, you know, I, I realized that like, there's always this, like, there's this umbrella and we're all feeling the same thing, but we all think it's so personal. And so that's kind of why I decided to actually put a pin in my confidence coaching because I kept saying the same thing over and over again. I kept hearing the same thing over and over again. So I was like, okay, I need to create, you know, like a masterclass or something where it's like, I don't have to physically be there, but everyone's getting it. It's more accessible. It's not so one-on-one because I don't have the time to do that anymore. So that is what we're trying to roll out in this year is to create like a really sick, like, you know, a couple hours long masterclass to offer to women because it's just, it's all fucking connected and it's all the same shit and everyone has the same questions. So. And yeah. now that you've already done that work and coaching a hundred people or more, you know exactly what needs to be in the class. That's brilliant. I, I mean, I would love to take it. I would love to. I mean, I'm sure there's things that have come up in your journey that haven't come up in mine and that I could benefit from too. Like I think 
I don't know. Tell me what you think about this. Is, is building confidence a lifelong journey? Is it something that you still work at each day or do you think you're at the top? Like, well, how does that work? I think like, I just think like I became my best friend. Like I love myself. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, I love you. Like you're my girl. Like, you've been in my whole life. So like, are there days that I, you know, like, for example, my roommate, she's my best friend in the world. I've been best friends with her since seventh grade. Like I love her to death. Does she sometimes do things that I don't necessarily love? Yeah, of course. And vice versa. But does, does that mean I don't love her anymore? No. And that's how I see myself. It's like, I love me. Are there some days where I'm like, I don't really love that. Like you're kind of annoying me or like, oh, I don't like this part of you this time. Right? Like, yes, obviously. But like, oh God. like I always love myself. That's such a great point though. You're right. Cause it's, it goes back to what you said earlier about how like if a girlfriend comes in and she's like in an outfit, that's like almost there. We might, we'll just tell her she looks great. Let's add this belt. Let's take it to the next level. But it's like, I think with ourselves, like, you know, I'll have a bad day and there'll be like a part of me that comes out like raging bitch, Nicole. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't like that part of me. You know, I'm always like, Oh, why did I just like freak out about that? It was like unnecessary, you know? And then it's like, then I'm kind of like shunning myself for a while. But at the same point, we would never do that to a friend. We would just be like, whatever, she was in a mood today and we would move past and we would still love her just as much. Right. That's so interesting. Okay. So that's a good tip. Is there anything that's in your, like on sub babe, we talk a lot about like mindset. I'm a big morning routine person. Like that is the only way I've survived entrepreneurship. And I've been, you know, making my own money for eight years now and left the corporate world when I was very young. So what, is there anything that's like in your morning routine, your daily routine, maybe it's your night routine, a ritual or habit that you use to still pump yourself up every day other than just, I know, obviously talking to yourself in the mirror and like doing, you know, you do work that's fulfilling. Obviously that is a huge thing, but what else is there? That's like something easy that someone could implement. Honestly, like exercise. I used to be, I hated it. I think that like, I always thought exercise was so tied to like losing weight. And like, I hated that, but like, honestly, it just really helps me mentally. And like, it just gives you endorphins and it makes you happy. And so whenever someone's like, I'm in a rut, I just tell them to exercise, even if it's for 20 minutes. I just find like that is like really, truly a key. I've also started using this journal and I don't even want to plug it because I really want to make my own version. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm copying it just because these days the cancel, the cancel queens are going to come after me. But I've been using this journal and I've been like writing every morning, every night, just like a couple sentences. And I think it's actually great because you, you know, you see things that were like on your mind or that, you know, were bothering you or things that you're proud of and grateful for. And it's really nice to track. And so like, I kind of want to come out with a journal I will that like is something like that because I think that like writing things down and having perspective is just so key because you're like, wow, I was so insecure about that. I was so upset about that rejection. And now I'm like, wait, right. Right? So having that kind of like to really track yourself is super important. I love that. One thing I, I've been working with a new business coach for 2021, just because my business has changed like a ton as well in the pandemic. And one thing that she always has me do is like at the end of every day, write down five wins. And then you know how easy that is. You end up writing down 10 wins. And it just really reminds you that like every single day we have growth, but we often don't acknowledge that growth because we're just in this hamster wheel, especially in New York, moving at a lightning pace. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. 
Well, I love that. This is amazing. I think this has been so super, super helpful. I learned tips from you myself. And I think just to reiterate for all the girls out there, what I heard from you in terms of, you know, being your own confidence coach or, you know, being the queen of confidence in your own life is that exercise is key, you know, work to find, you know, make sure that your career is fulfilling, right? Like that could be a a big component of it. Um, Be your best friends always. Complete yourself before you find someone else. Talk yourself up in the mirror and journaling. Are those, would you say those are like your top tips? Yeah. I love that. Serena, so just, you know, in case anybody hasn't already connected with you, can you tell us where they can find you, your Instagram, your website, the dating show, like give us all the good so that people can stay in touch. Yeah. So my dating show is called Let's Fucking Date. The third season premieres Wednesday, the 24th of February. And uh, you can find me on Serena Carrigan on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. And yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. So we will get this out right around when your next season launches so that we can help support that. Thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. All right, ladies, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe. If you're new to the show and you haven't reviewed us yet, please hit five stars. We would be oh so grateful if you left us a little review. You can add me on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings or at Sup Babe Pod. And we hope we brightened your day even just a little bit, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays in the mornings to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life. XOXO.